Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets. Welcome back to The Real Study. Black Girl Marvel. But I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mr. Marvelite. Not knowing anything about the film. All the movie things. You know, and like I was locked in right away. The pre-review with Super Gummy Guru. Pre-review. And me, the real study movie voice guy. Let's go to the poster wall. Good evening and welcome to The Real Study. My name is Mr. Snidbits and to my left, as always, is Black Girl Marvel. And tonight, the whole crew is here. We also have Mr. Marvelite and all the movie things. And we are doing a Black History Month special uh, where we will be covering all movies uh, done by black creators uh, in order to do our part to at least highlight some films uh, for this month. So, these movies are Training Day, the best man and us and we one of us i'm not sure did mr marvelite cover pure i'm not sure no i did i did i didn't even know that was on the list i will be doing a miss that message very short (laughs) review on pure myself since i was able to watch that so and i'll be doing one on my tiktok because i i forgot about the movie so i apologize i apologize it's all good let's move over to the drive-in and we can get started on our review uh, I know all the movie things uh, was hyped to do Training Day. Um, that was definitely one that was picked uh, there. So let's just start. Let's start with you. What was your reasoning for Training Day? And let's get your initial impression the first time you saw it. Oh man, it's. I mean, it's Training Day. It's Denzel. It's Denzel. Antoine Fuqua. I believe David Ayer wrote it also. And like, mm-hmm. that's something I wanted to mention too. Was like. David Ayer has done so much great stuff, and that's why, like, this, that's why, like, Suicide Squad was like extra hard to swallow, you know, <laughs> because he's done so much great, great stuff before. So, um, but I mean, Denzel, I, I believe Denzel won an Academy Award for this, mm-hmm. and and it's funny too because there's a lot of like, I think a lot of like the impressions that people do of Denzel are based a lot on like what <laughs> what he yeah. does because he does a lot of those little denzel things in this film and i just love it i mean the opening of the film is just iconic to me i mean with shots of his car and them driving down the road you know to um to that song uh it's just so good just like take you back to like 90s hip-hop era and it was just i mean and it's just i don't know uh, ethan hawk is doing really great in it um there's just so many great things about it. I mean, it's, it's, I, I can't really pick out a bad thing in that whole film. So it's, and it's just one of my favorites. And I, I've watched this film multiple times. And on the first time I watched it, I was blown away. And it's just like, I've never, it's never like gotten less satisfying as time's gone on for me. So it's, it's one I can keep watching and always love. Nice. I like that. I like that. Mr. Marvelite. Okay, what can you say that would be even like hard, like any possibly negative toward Denzel Washington and his performances? Right. Like the guy is just he's the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did I did like the fact uh, I was sitting here watching? And of course, for people who are let's say or of the younger persuasion, um, Scott Glenn, who ended up being the patsy for the group, um, that is Sticks from the Daredevil series on Netflix. 
Um, but like yeah. just his his demeanor the whole time, like seeing Ethan Hawke's character Jake just uncomfortable and pushed to his limits. And it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like you have to dull down your your moral compass in order to get where you want to. But then at the same time, that is the mm-hmm. exact thing you sh- exact thing you should not do. And this movie was meant to make you uncomfortable, and I loved every moment of it. Um, and like snippets, or no, I think Brian said where a lot of uh, Denzel Washington's um, like his mannerisms and stuff that we're aware of, like are from this movie. I will say sometimes it's the worst stuff that people do. Like the, um, I mean, Denzel Washington's like catchphrase in this film is one that a lot of people should not be repeating. Mm -hmm. And yet there are people that really should not be repeating this that do their own parodies of that. And it's ridiculous. Like um, it's kind of like the best and worst of memeing of a movie. Uh, But I mean, the characters were great. Um, honestly it wasn't until i just looked on imdb that i realized that that was dr dre on there yeah. um yeah. like it just yeah. like you you, you just didn't there. i mean yeah, yeah i mean dude like let's fail they both Snoop did a really great job like too. oh they my did? word like yeah yes like they were just they were just into it and 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 um just the way that they kind of play their characters and how they were re- responsive and um i think the kind of the the the, the twist that saved jake um was a little bit like expected at some point because you're like okay there's gonna be a payoff for this at some somewhere mm-hmm. but it was still satisfying like there wasn't much that i didn't like about this film other than it making me a little bit uncomfortable which was the whole point of it right uh, because you're <laughs> supposed to be kind of in ethan's in, in ethan's place mm-hmm. uh, lala did i do a good job not explaining the whole movie <laughs> black girl well, honestly, what is yeah. your take on training day was this your first tenth how many viewings you are muted forgot about that also i'm proud of you <laughs> mr marvel thank, thank you thank you you didn't hear that when i was muted i was very proud of you um training day is a film that stars Denzel washington <laughs> it came oh. out in 2001 directed by anton fuqua um this film in particular, no, it's fine. Um, that was my Mr. Marvelite impression. If nobody got it, I think um, got it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, I was 15 years old when this movie first came out. Um, don't giggle, all the <laughs> and uh, so no, Ray, we we do appreciate when Mr. Marvelite explains the whole movie. We really, we really do appreciate it. Um, and I mean that sincerely. I can be a dick sometimes. There's a whole I, reason why I did it before, and now I would refuse to. So, <laughs> so maybe, um, maybe one day I'll explain my reasoning. And one day, maybe. But yeah, like I was saying, I was 15 years old when this movie first came out, and there are some things that um, like hit for me, and then some things that didn't because I was just 15 years old. And like, right, and yeah. congratulations to my mother and my father to a certain degree. I lived a really good life, so there mm-hmm. were things that I <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. understand. But then as I got older, I was like, mm, this doesn't make sense. And um, watching it now, I was like, I remember this whole entire film. I remember start to finish, um, like scene by scene. I remember what's going to happen. Like I was calling things out. And that just like shows how my brain works. I thoroughly enjoy this film. Like everybody said, this is the film that Denzel Washington was like, this is the one that everybody mimics him the most. This is the one mm-hmm. where... His 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 Denzelerism. <laughs> so, yeah. I like that. Oh, okay. Like it. Uh, yeah. Thank you. 
his Denzelerisms are on full display in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. How he looks at people, how he looks shocked when he gets shot, like his type of humor, um, his anger, <laughs> his slyness. Um, there's lines from this movie that I actually say in real life that I'll never say in front of you guys because I love you. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but, um, but yeah. I felt like every... I, I, I'm always a fan of when a film meets a great director, meets a great screenplay, meets a great actors mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. in their place, right? Yep. And it's, I feel like it's one of those moments that you can really, really notice and you can really see just by the quality that you see on screen. And Train a Day for me is one of those films. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a long movie, but it's not long. It doesn't feel long. It feels like very short. It feels like there could be like another part to it or maybe some stuff that we miss in between it. Like, I would love a prequel about what happened with the Russians um, yeah. because yeah. to me, that's just his hubris. They came back to bite him in the butt. Yeah, twice I think actually. They, I think they killed John Wick's dog at some point later on. Honestly, <laughs> if we can make a connection, <laughs> I would love it. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I just think it's uh, start to finish great. I think it's one of those films that like should be in a in a museum, ad- admired, shown to kids, and just like. Not like kids, because like that's heavy subject matter. But like, I mean, kids in the older sense, like maybe in the teens, early, like like later teens, college, things like that. Because I think from a movie standpoint, cinematography standpoint, directorial standpoint, you can learn a lot from this film. But then you can also learn the plight of people that aren't like you. I feel like it has a lot of themes, not just black and white, just like every person that you don't know that's in your circle. Like if you're a black person that's never hung out with. Uh, a Spanish-speaking person, obviously black and white, but I feel like it could stretch even further. People broke it down more than just looking at the surface of it. But I'm a, I'm a fan of the film. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> I like it. No, we we really couldn't tell. Not not. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll try better next time, like Mr. Marvel. I'll try. Fair. Uh, for myself, um, I've been watching Denzel. I think I remember him in Glory. We saw that in theaters as a family because my parents were adamant about that kind of history being taught in the house um which is good um so he's been a powerhouse in my opinion since i can remember so seeing him curve away from the good guy which he typically has always played uh, Mm -hmm. even when he played a troubled character such as in glory he was still a good human a good person um he Mm -hmm. just was he had a lot of crap in his life understandably um so for this, it, it took me kind of aside, even just his initial, that scene in the diner where he, he immediately turns a dime on, on Ethan and basically goes, no, 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 you, you, you fucked that up. You, you don't get that anymore. There's our one. Um, I like that. There's a lot um, in this movie. Yeah. We, we kind of have to, <laughs> maybe we get two. No. Um, but he, he, the, the approach to that character just immediately I was like, ah, this isn't going well. Already this isn't going well. And this kid is so green and so new that he's just going to, I could, you could tell he's going to get run through the ringer. It's just great. Cause we didn't know what that ringer was um, until we got through the whole film. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the reason Dre and Snoop are in the film is there was an agreement because they got to use uh, still Dre, I think, cause this was 2001 and that song had just dropped. And so they mm-hmm. were really stoked to kind of make this, uh, kind of both they got to go both ways where they got the song and then they got to be in the movie which they did do a great job like i'm shocked um sometimes like eminem also can act and i'm surprised when when 
mm-hmm. people who I expect to do one thing do this other thing well. Um, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, I do think it's a brilliant film. I, I think that looking back on it now, it does feel less shock value to me because we've seen so many films in the last 20 years like it or trying to be it uh, on one way or in one way or another. I don't think we got the movie SWAT until after training day. I don't think we got other movies quite like that until after training day. So I think it kind of set the tone for the bad guy in a sense being the highlight in a lot of ways because it did so well with that. It was quite different, but anyway, that's, that's my general take on it. Um, the one scene that always sticks out to me is when he gets led to the uh, to the Latino guys' house and left there for whatever they decide to do. Um, like you can t- like I don't know how he couldn't tell because I could tell the first time I saw the movie that he shouldn't be walking up those steps, uh, but he was anyway. Um, how do you guys feel about that scene? Yeah, definitely. It was almost like it was the like there was always mention of what was in the trunk, but it was kind of like this idea of like, well, you realize it was just insurance. Whenever mm-hmm. he needed to clean something up, he just took it there and they were the ones that were cleaning it up. And, um, and for them, it was just business. So yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. And I think that was the, the, the interesting part about it because like, like you ended up hating the cops. You ended up hating, you know, Denzel's character. Um, you hate, you hate other individuals, but like even those guys, like as much as like they were on the wrong side of this dealing with Jake, they were still just doing what they were supposed to be doing. And they were part of the system that, you know, that this guy had put in place and Jake was just breaking that up. Like, you know, what was it? Denzel's character gave, gave him the idea, even that that block where, where his woman was at, um, Jake walked through that unafraid. And it was like, it was only because of what he was told that he was supposed to fear that area, that block. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's the same thing. What, what do you hear about? Like you watch like uh, like cops or you watch like those, those real, the real life, you know, crime things. And they say, you know, this is a block you don't want to get out and walk the streets on. This is, you know, you know, this is, you drive through as fast as you do, don't make eye contact. Um, I've been through the inner city and I remember like working with kids and the kids that wanted to be tough. They always told me, this is not where you pull out and do things. And I used to roll the windows and talk to people in the streets and it would freak them out because I was breaking the facade that they had built up. And, and you, you realize that a lot of these, these, these boundaries were made by this guy narrating the story as he went along and they didn't need to be there. So that's my, you know, or by the police uh, chiefs that we get to see at the table. Those people are doing all sorts of manipulation to the city mm-hmm. itself, probably drawing yeah. lines and pushing gangs to certain areas. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because crime is business. Yeah, yes, it is. But I will say, but I will say, I think a lot of people miss the fact that, um, and I don't think he was lying, I think he was just telling the truth. And I just think because it's Denzel, everybody thinks that everything because he set him up to die at the end or like towards the end or whatever. Um, I think people forget that he made the comment to him, like, I used to be just like you, right? Like, so. So the Denzel Washington character used to be like Ethan Hawke's character, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, mm-hmm. want to come out, save the world, but then realized that this area is just as corrupt as anything else. And so he kind of got corrupted by the area, right? And so yeah. getting corrupted by, it's kind of like a, 
when they say undercover cops are undercover for too long and then they start living that life, yeah. it's it's kind of like how his character did. So I, in a way, I felt bad for Denzel Washington's character because look how much power he has as the opposite side of what he what he panned out to be. And if only he had that type of strength as like the quote unquote good guy, there's no telling what change he could have made to the block where his son lives where his girl lives um the rest of the world because he had a lot of pull and like appreciate you guys blind biggie yeah appreciate you. they were the gift subs yes thank you so much sir um so like i really i felt i kind of felt bad for his character and like it it's easy to not feel bad for him because of how just swarmy and snake like he is because if someone's against him then it's like if someone doesn't do what he says, you die. Or if he, or if he, if you're a piece that he can move, like his quote unquote friend that he wasn't gonna get a drink with, supposedly they were really good friends. This yeah. guy never saw in his mind that he would do anything to him because they were good friends. And he set him up to die, stole his money to save himself. So it's one of those like eater be eaten type of worlds, and it's it. And like, like that's why I say it would be nice to see a prequel to see how Denzel's character became mm. that. Yeah, because if he was just like Jake, stopping every time he saw a girl attacked or doing certain mm. things, what was a catalyst that made him flip a switch like that? So Michael B. Jordan's going to play this role, right? We're going to get him to come in and take this on and see if he can or pull the Denzel or or. Have his son play him. Yep. Or, say that. yep. <laughs> a whole, or a whole new actor. His son could totally do it. Sure, sure. It just really Unknowns are also a great way to go. But I do think John David Washington could, like, yeah. Because I feel like O'Shea Jackson Jr. played his dad very well. Mm-hmm. And straight out of Compton, I feel like John David could do the same thing. If no, totally. but, but I think John David wants to chart his own and be yeah, his for sure. and but, they touch on this they touch on that relationship with roger and denzel's character because mm-hmm. you know that that the, the guy that he basically you know turns on at the end that was his mentor that was the guy who basically converted him when he was innocent like jake and it's it's kind of the dichotomy of like what it, what is it is there a difference from being successful and being good because you can either be good or you can be successful and you have to lose the good to be successful in this world and and it was just definitely that 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 having to make that choice and if you didn't make the choice then there was always another narrative that could be you know used to take place you know to take over from you know what you were doing because you could just you know we tried to stop him but you know he killed you know killed all these people and now he's dead we self-defense i struggle with sympathizing with the uh, with the alonzo character because of the way he has his relationship with his child his child is a pawn just like everyone else. And that was when I gave up. I was like, this character can go to hell for all I care because you basically just said that everything you've ever done was literally for your own selfish means. And that's fine. Even his lady, he literally just ditches her uh, in a gunfight. Like that's pretty uncool. Um, Well, I also almost wonder if that child was ever like really a part of his life. Like, that child was never even planned. Maybe they don't touch on that. That but... child latched on a Jake way too quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you could tell that was the lack of a father figure that, mm-hmm. you know, Jake was willing to sit there and watch cartoons and they fell asleep together. And of course, Alonzo yeah. has no concern whatsoever about this white guy 
that's so, why you know, i say like with his kid because he never wanted he had no care about the kid. Yeah. yeah no he just cares about you know getting what he can get from the mom mm-hmm. and it, and also there's no telling who else the mom gets some from because he was like he was like are you here to see my mom which means that dudes probably walk all up and through that house yeah she also might be slanging act- dope in order to keep herself alive as well and you know where, she, where she's at so the traffic like in the house could be for no nah, i feel like she I feel like she ain't slinging dope. I feel like mm-hmm. she she doing something strange for some change is what I'm thinking. She's doing. <laughs> you know? That's fair. I don't think she's dope. Look yeah. how I mean she she's put beautiful. that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's some new that's some new real study merch coming for you guys. Can we talk about the sheer star power of the secondary cast in this film? The entire supporting cast is just loaded with names, and it yeah. didn't even you know even his girlfriend. Um, Mm-hmm. Every right. side character, yeah. other than maybe like the two guys in the alley, which I don't think most people are going to throw their career under to be that really terrible rapist in a film. Um, but even the uh, the guys that Denzel ditches him with, um, I know. Yeah. Um, oh God, I think that guy's name is Hector. Um, the guy with the bald head, he was also in Bruce Almighty and quite a few other <laughs> films. Um, but that scene is exceptionally intimidating, and I think it's mostly due mm-hmm. to one individual. Well, actually, I think the calmness of the main character with the mustache in that scene scares the crap out mm-hmm. of me. But also... Um, his... I love him. I'm seeing him in so much stuff. Right. He's oh, great. Yeah. He really yeah. is great. Um, but then Raymond Cruz, the guy that plays the shirtless guy that's just <clears throat> insane... Yeah. <laughs> I, oh man, I, I just Oh he's got a he's got a know. big rap sheet of like uh of movies. Yeah, no, he does. Um but he he yeah. in that movie just scares the living crap out of me. Oh that's where I so he was in like under siege and other uh played other military roles and that's where I recognize him from. Alien Resurrection as well. Also, um Macy Gray was in it and I forgot she asked yeah, for that's right. <laughs> I was like Macy that was good too, man. Yeah. She did a good job on that because, like, I mean, they they built up. It was it was a shorter scene, but they built up the tension of that one pretty good because it's like she's not buying this, and you're taking too long oh, to do whatever not. you're doing. She's like, "Yep, man, something's gonna go down." Especially, and then like, especially with Jake being there and being so green, he's like, "Yeah," uh, and she could uh, like feel it. She could yeah. sense it. You know, like, yeah. damn, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. man. Everybody could sense he was green. That's what was bad oh, about yeah, him. Like, man, it's so. Everywhere he went, people were like, "You mm-hmm. cop!" Like, well, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. they can smell fear, you know, in that, mm-hmm. and that. There's, they could just smell that, that rookiness in him, and man. And they never once so visited the precincts, like never once. Yeah, no, the office was yeah. his car. Like, yeah, yep. I love that's which I love because office. he basically never even proved he was truly part of the force in a sense. Like, he just was like, "Let's yeah. go, rook." You come with me. We don't sign in or anything. We just go do drugs. um, He kept himself separate from that. I think like it was too much of a reminder of like who he used to be, because he had Mm -hmm. one person there that he contacted that knew that would give him what he needed. Right. All he needed was a plant in there. But also, I think it was too connected to who he used to be. And if you are immersed in trash, you can stay trash, right? And nobody can say anything. Because it's like, I don't have any outside influence. It's, it's like staying in your bubble and not understanding other cultures. And he wasn't doing anything to train him. The entire reason why he was no. there that day 
was to get him dirty enough to where he would go along with their plan. Right. They needed yeah. a new. He's trying to make him because he had his crew. He was just building onto his crew, basically. And the one, other dudes. And the one know. thing he went against Alonzo for saving that girl in the alley mm-hmm. is the thing that saved him. Like that oh, yeah. was. It was it, it, that. I mean, that's like a clear message of you go with your instincts, you do the right thing. Yeah. You know, don't you know? Don't just because you, yeah, you don't know what's going to yeah. pay off. Yeah, exactly. Lala, like, did you see? My, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brent. Um, well, I was going to say like my whole thing about Alonzo versus like his mentor um, was like I wonder like there's uh, there's got to be a point where he separates from that like uh, you know when they're together or they were together, I imagine like things were very parallel and he was like bought in, but then there's a point where he takes a turn. Alonzo takes a turn and gets so deep and does things so differently and tries to make things his own, you know, and that like he's immersed himself in like those neighborhoods where I don't think his mentor just from, I mean, just from the fact that he was a white man would not be able to do those things like Alonzo could like Alonzo can like get in deep and really manipulate things to, an extent that his mentor never could. And he just like, well, has to stay in that control. And so like, that's a part of why he's like, I think he separates himself from the actual like physical. Well, with whatever happened, the police. Yeah, whatever happened with Roger, Alonzo went deeper. Like, a yeah, lot, exactly. A lot that's deeper. what I'm saying. Cause, like, yeah. he, Cause I think Alonzo, like Roger never expected Alonzo to double cross him. I think that no, was exactly. Yeah. It was like, you did dirty yeah. stuff, but you don't do dirty to each other. I think yeah. so. controlling that neighborhood and kind of almost acting like a warlord in it is probably mm-hmm. part of the power struggle that got him to the point where he thought Roger was no longer relevant. He could just do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, he thought he was untouchable at some point. Right. And uh, definitely did it. Did you see Jason also Russians. question, uh, Lala, in the yeah. chat? I just thought you might want to address that. Yeah. I did. I answered back. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't hear or I didn't see. I guess I'll read it here in a minute. Um, any other specific thoughts on specific scenes other than, you know, it is a roller coaster of a film. Uh, and I don't know. I will I, say know, this. Yeah, go ahead. I like the I like the direction of this film. I love that when it, when it immediately starts, you immediately feel like you are in the passenger seat as Jake. Mm-hmm. I yep. think it's hard for films nowadays to put you in the seats of someone or have you like walk a mile in their shoes in a sense like movies don't really do that as well as they think they do and if i'm being honest dune right let's i'm just gonna use dune as a comparison we were literally supposed to be walking in um i forget the kid's name but timothy chalamet's feet Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be like walking in we he was supposed to be us learning about not only himself but this world and I didn't feel a connection in the sense that I felt with Jake sitting in that car. It's like I could feel the rumble of the car. I could feel his uneasiness. I could feel anytime he was confused. Like it, it's, but in well, Dune, even I when he was on drugs, you could see it. Like it, yeah. it really felt you know? like it. <laughs> oh, man. You know? yeah. And so it's like I, I love that aspect of it because you can go, like, I went years without seeing this film. And I did remember it, but rewatching it and immediately being pushed into his like his perspective of this new world that he dropped into was I was like, this is interesting. I was like, I haven't seen this and it made me go back and really think like I haven't seen this a lot in films where I know they're trying to do it, it just doesn't land as well. And I thought this this film landed it very well. So nice. I agree. 
I also would say this, like, like touching on the, like, also kind of bouncing off what what, what Black Girl Marvel said about the the Dune, you know, um, the problem was with, with Ethan Hawke's character, Jake, uh, you you meet the wife, you meet the child, you kind of have that little talk about what his intentions and what his motivations are, and that's all the background you really needed for that character, and then you saw through his struggle while he was being put in these compromising situations, you you kind of could identify with him because. It, it would make you feel sick as well. Like, I know I was, like, going through the turmoil. Dune, you weren't just... It wasn't just, like, this opening context of, you know, what what the House of Trades is like or anything like that. You had to let you had to learn him, the conflict, the Empire, mm -hmm. you know, all... Mm -hmm. Like, there was too much... There was too much world-building happening in Dune to really give that... I'm in the, I'm in the seat with Timothy Chalamet's character. So, so I think that's, uh, um, you know, part of the problem as well. You didn't have to build the world because I well, think we all one of multiple films. Yeah, too, and, so they're like relying on that. It's also the world was more relatable. So, you know, you think of like you think of the streets and stuff like that. I, I think that I would have an, I have enough world experience that I've I've seen the way some of the streets can be, and that's understandably for me. And yes, I learned some things. I saw how horrible people can be about stuff. Um, you know, the Snoop Dogg thing was like I was not expecting how they were going to handle him. Um, but it was like you won't look at a like, pen the same way, will you? No, not at all. <laughs> Every time my kid hands me a pen, I'm like, uh, okay, thank you. Um, but you want to collect that like, evidence? It's more relatable. You're like, you're going to write with it, right? Like, what are you doing with this pen? <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it is a movie that it, it's an experience that I think everybody needs to have once they're an adult. I don't think anybody under 17 should really be watching this movie. Um, it is an experience everybody should have, and I think it's something that can open your eyes to uh, just how deep people can let themselves go uh, if they get even a smidgen of power. Uh, it, it really is about power. This movie is about power and, and the, the wild, naked use of it. Um, that's, yeah. 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 What I love, it's like a, it's like a, um, I don't know, like the connection of the film to me is like, he starts the film with power, ends the film without it, right? So it's a nice, it's a nice bookend of a film, and you don't really get good, get clean up and tie-ins like that. Like the one person that he thought would not be able to best him, bested him. You know, like he thought he was so above it that nobody could touch him, and he found this very high ground, very moral person that came in and was like the way you're doing this is trash mm -hmm. and I'm going to tear it down now yeah. from, from the lessons you've taught me. So you pretty much gave this kid the keys he needed to tear, to tear yourself yeah. down. Uh -huh. So he did train uh, I, him then. He did train him. He yeah. didn't train him. On how yeah. To cop. The way exactly that he was wanting him to. And, and another thing too, is like, I feel like Ethan Hawke's character doing that gave power back to that neighborhood and yeah. they were able to like how did they want it they wanted yeah, that power because they were yeah. tired of alonzo yeah. by that point yeah. and then and ethan came in there and was like that's why they left him alone because like okay so somebody finally doing in alonzo's armor okay. yeah uh-huh he wasn't wanting control he didn't want control of the of yeah the exactly he was like you know he was after my he place was after alonzo. Yeah. yeah i think this is true for everybody because even going back to the three gentlemen that alonzo dropped ethan off with they mm -hmm. once they realized that real stakes were part of their life and that he had saved that mm -hmm. guy's uh, cousin or niece, he was niece cousin, yeah, uh, yeah. 
either way, um, that they too were like, well, wait a minute, we don't want to follow along with this this ridiculousness either because he mm-hmm. he's too he has too much power. So even they realized there was a limit and. They were mm-hmm. his disposal team, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because to me, the title makes sense. It was a training day. Like yeah. he, tra- he honestly taught him how to be a cop, but be a better cop. Be a better cop, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. He literally taught him how to be a better cop. Yeah. Well, he taught but him how to do internal to pre- affairs, is what he did. He wanted to teach him. <laughs> to a to a. He like, wanted to teach him how to be degree, but yeah, another yeah. pawn in his game. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing but, that blows you know, me away too. Is like it's. When, when, by the time you're done with the film, you're like, oh, God, that was like one whole day. You're like, damn, mm-hmm. that was a hell of a day. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, and it was just late shift, too. It wasn't like yeah, overnight. It was, it was like 10 like, p.m. Whoa. when the movie ends. Um, okay, so here's the question. Here's the big question. And at this point, if anybody comes to this show and they don't know, we're going to spoil the crap out of every movie we review. Yeah. Please know. I mean, for the most part, at least we're not watching like newer movies. for the, Right, know, right. And if we do, the... we're very careful about that as well. Yeah. Um, but the question is, did he remain a cop the next day or did he resign? I I think he does because I, I think he's like reinvigorated by all of this. Like he he wasn't like he wasn't thwarted. He wasn't like shifted to like try to do what mm-hmm. go down that path that Alonzo did. You know, he he definitely stood to like a lot of his values that he had um, in the beginning, you know, like they played with a little bit, they skirted around it. Like, you know, like he's, he definitely struggled with those decisions in those moments. But um, I think in the end he does, you know, maybe he like gets a transfer, but <laughs> you know, he's, maybe he's going somewhere else. But I mean, he wanted to be a detective so bad, you know, like, I, I mean, mean but I, I agree with Brian. I feel like, he might have somewhere in between it. He was probably he probably thought to himself like this is probably not the life for me. Right. But then he but then he survived, right? I think probably every cop has that moment where they're like, I don't know if this could have. I don't know if this would have been great for me. But I think I think him being able to stand up to somebody as powerful as yeah as uh, Alonzo also saving the cousin, which that end up being a benefit to him. Yeah, and not a detriment like Alonzo thought it was going to be. Like, so he mm-hmm. sees that, like, the way that he thinks, the way that he, I want to protect people, I want to go out on the limb. That that worked in his favor. That made yeah. that made it so he went back home to his family, and then to yeah, to kind of exactly. like sidestep all the booby traps that Alonzo kind of like put yeah. in. He's like, if <laughs> I can do this, it. yeah, then the rest of this job is cake compared to this <laughs> right. day. I got through this one training and day, have, man. I'm, you know, I'm good. So, yeah. so yeah. Jake, Jake's character was always trying to become detective. That was the whole reason why he was even doing mm-hmm. this training day with, with Alonzo. Mm-hmm. So you, I have to imagine that, if anything, his intentions of what he does in police work would have changed drastically. It's no longer mm-hmm. about this type of accomplishment or getting to this point of being detective. Um you know, again, the whole idea why he went after Alonzo at the end, yeah, he might have wanted some revenge, but he was getting the he was getting the proper the uh, evidence back, mm-hmm. and he wasn't for that. And I I also believe that you could even consider in your own head canon, you know, he still has to deal with all of Alonzo's, you know, his 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 cohorts because mm-hmm. they're still out there and, and right. they don't like That's him. That's what I was gonna say. He he literally now has to deal with the the higher ups who are just as corrupt and who don't care. And I almost feel like day two would be just as an entertaining movie, but it'd be a little bit more 
bureaucratic. Yeah, yeah, but can I say that? I think that usually, I'm not saying that Alonzo was the head of the snake, but he was like right. the snake that got stuff done. And I think that taking him out would calm down the higher ups a little bit to be like, yeah, what does this kid, what does so this kid know? They probably would have what all ran away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, what information does he have? But I pose a different scenario. Mm-hmm. What if Jake due to due to having the power at the end and taking out somebody as powerful as Alonzo becomes Alonzo. I mean it's possible. Um what if I, he asks to stay in that neighborhood that people already know that he's like, oh he's a cop, he's a good dude. Like he he took care of us. Mm-hmm. Right. That adds weight to him. Yeah. That's that was you know he exactly could easily step into the shoes of Alonzo, maybe not as grittier and like murdering no, exactly. everybody, but he could do it in a way More that on he mutual could respect control level. over that community. Yeah. Okay, so here's my take yeah, yeah. on it. I think he doesn't do Vice because at that point he doesn't like it anymore. It was a bit much. Mm-hmm. He, he did PCP. He's good. I think he moves to a small <laughs> Northern California town and becomes like a deputy and just chills the F out for a while. I, I genuinely feel like that character and his wife, he'd be like, I don't want to go through that again. That's just can, my take. Can, but Now, I want to I bring up just like a topic, because I, I, I thought I wasn't going to bring this up, but whenever we watch movies, especially, I mean, we're talking about Black History you know, Month, like this is the, ep- the episode. And of all the movies that we could have picked, we picked this one. You know, there's, there's movies like Hidden Figures and stuff like that. Um, but I've always, I've always noticed that when you have these movies and when you put it in this context of we're talking about Black History Month or whatever, why does there always have to be this white knight in these movies? Mm. Yeah, he because is I felt yeah. I felt like Ethan was the or I'm sorry, Jake was the white knight in the thing. Like, like I was really hoping like because I went into this blind, so like Denzel's mm. character, I really was hoping would have a moment of turning until you realize there was no redemption for this man right. um, when he when he blew away you know Roger, but but I was. I was really hoping they weren't going to do this where the white guy ends up being the hero of the, 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 the neighborhood or the hood. And you have this, this concept of, cause like, even with like hidden figures, we, and we didn't even talk on this, you know, the Kevin Costner character did not exist right. in, in the actual yeah. real life events. Right. You know, th- those ladies struggled for everything. There mm-hmm. was no guy that said everyone gets to use the same bathrooms or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just drives me nuts. And it, I, I was kind of feeling like we have this again, and it's I, I get it. It's right after, it's right after the '90s. It's kind of like '90s adjacent, mm-hmm. and so you still have those tropes. But it just drives me nuts that you have this this white guy who's gonna well, go up and clean the hood from this guy. The the so, guy who wrote it is a white guy, so well, he's yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. you know directed by a black man, right? Acted, but main character is a black man for sure, and it mm-hmm. definitely takes place. Uh, in a lot of areas that feature people of color, but still, I think a very much uh, a white film in that sense. So you're right. Um, the white knight trope is. Did it have to be Ethan Hawke? It could have been anybody. Did it have to be a white character? No, it could have been anybody. I would, in that scene, I would I think. say. I will say this though, me personally, um, because of the the violent nature of this film. And this is no slight to any white people. I wouldn't want to see a black person do that to another black person. I see that enough in film. Mm-hmm. So for me, having it be a white character, it sucks that it's that it's a white savior type of thing. But yeah. I feel like I feel like nobody could play Alonzo better than Denzel Washington. Right. right. Ethan Hawke yeah. was great in his role. Like for me, you can't switch them and have Ethan Hawke be Alonzo mm-hmm. and mm, Denzel no. Washington be 
Jake, you know, even though I feel oh, like yeah. these are can still play the mess out of Jake. But <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just I'm just saying, like, it just wouldn't fit that way. And and it could be perceived as like a white savior, but I feel like at the end, the neighborhood stood up for itself only because they had an point. opening to do so. Yeah. Like Jake, all Jake did was was strip him of his like leader title. Mm -hmm. And it was up to the other people in that neighborhood yeah. to be like all right, let, let us handle this ourselves, yeah. right? Because I felt mm -hmm. like if he killed him, then he was the savior. But the fact yeah. that he allowed the neighborhood to handle their business in their way and all he wanted was yeah. the evidence, I felt like he was just like yeah, savior adjacent. And yeah, because so he knew, like, yeah, like it was exactly like I had mentioned. I was like, because he knew that was not his place. Like, well, mm -hmm. that doesn't was that not just make him an actually be, like, you know, like good cop? Like he did what he yeah. was supposed to do as yeah. a cop. Like he got the bad right. guy out of the way mm -hmm. and let the community yeah. go about its business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think if I think if you would have changed the community for the for the good after that event, like you see him going in and right. like people are identifying like, him and stuff, that would have been yeah, more. Yeah. It just it just I think it's just been hitting because I've been watching a lot of like different movies and no, totally. you have these you have these white characters. I mean, even Django Unchained, you had you know mm -hmm. the German guy who who. Mm -hmm buys Django and then lets him be mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. you know there's always this white knight in all of these films that are yeah. touching on race when it doesn't necessarily need to be you know there are movies where you know slaves and black people and everything else took care of themselves and they got themselves out of these things right. but of course we have to add some pale you know skin people to you know make it more palatable for mm -hmm. you well know. you know your audience is at least 70 percent white so you do have to pander to the white people no yeah you're right it gets old and i think it, that's funny because a lot of white people always say black people get pandered to and it's like do we know <laughs> no not at all do i mean do we get pandered to? some it's like it's like it's like you go back and you watch some of these no. things like <laughs> yeah no he was so <laughs> sorry let's let's make it let's let's make it slightly less you know let, let's make it slightly less woke and you throw people in like they where they say that where it's oh it's so woke but it's like i immediately stop listening when they after they say that. no i do too yeah, I'm right? like, oh, yeah. you, like you have nothing of value to, yeah saying woke has you the know, opposite effect crazy. you're like uh, what yeah just tune out just immediately tune out. I go to sleep. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. now. Okay. I'm like, somebody say woke. I'm sleeping. Strap in. Like, oh. yeah. <clears throat> so the next film, uh, in fact, because we are at that point, we're going to have to switch over films, so we're going to rate this. But the next <laughs> yes. film is actually a good segue because the next film, there aren't any white people really to speak of in this film, and uh, that's got its own discussion uh, wrapped around it as well that we'll get to. Uh, for that reason, wait, I have that word blocked. Oh, that word. Yes, word woke that that word <laughs> woke um which means to be awake and to be aware right no it, um, it's much like snowflake but i we just don't feel, need to i just feel, we don't need to i just feel like this if somebody calls me woke and if somebody thinks that i'm liberal i'm like go for it i'm good thank you right. i appreciate your appreciate your honesty you know have a good day right honestly day every person every person who has like uh who feel as though they're ally even though i hate that word um <laughs> but, but but it fits I do. It fits in this in this moment because I just feel like ally. Like, what are we doing? Um, but anyway, um, yeah. anybody that feels they're that they're an ally, please don't call yourself an ally. Let other people call you ally. Like, let yeah. people call yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You're not. About just being a decent like, human being. Right, just be a human. Yeah, like, don't be like, don't be like. Well, I'm an ally. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying I have a friend. It doesn't have the same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. You know? But anybody that says they're an ally, I feel like if you feel so, you are an ally, and someone says you're woke. That means you're doing your job well. Yeah. <laughs> at right. this point. Yep. So, but yeah. 
Continue. No, I like continue, it. Continue, okay. No, no, you're good. Uh, it, that's what we're here for is to, to get the discussions out, the nuance. Um, so we're going to go into rating on this film, and then we're going to move right into the best man. So uh, let's go in the same order Ooh. that we started. Uh, so all the movie things, what is your rating? And I'm assuming nobody saw this when they were 12. I was yeah. three years past 12. Right. So <laughs> Didn't see when I was 12, but I'll like do my first time I saw it. It was a 9.5. It's a 9.5 now. I mean, Denzel is, I just, I, I mean, yeah, I love that man. Like he could play the hell out of a trash can and yeah. we could have a watch for it. Let me, yeah. And I would watch it. <laughs> Listen, we can watch rubber. Plays, so amazing. Denzel Washington yeah. plays Oscar the Grouch. I like this. Yeah. Smitty, <laughs> why are you in my brain? I was literally like, Denzel Washington's Oscar the Grouch in my head. I literally said that in my head. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, I want to see it now, but anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? So nine point five, nine point five, nine point five for all the movie things. How about you, Mister Marvelite? Uh, this is not E for everyone, so just everyone be aware that if you're going to go watch this film, uh, it's a little jarring. But it, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with, with uh, all the movie things. Yes, yeah, it is triggering, but it's in a good yeah. way. Like you need to. I, I really, I really feel like it was important, and it really helped me, like, kind of just. It, it helped. It, it it helped me understand. Just first of all, the memes because I never understood the memes before because I was just trying to figure out. Okay, I love what Denzel Washington, but why are people why are people like making these references? Now I get it. Um, but I think it was a good movie. That was a necessary movie, and yeah, I would say nine point five as well. Nice. Sweet. Black. The only Roman reason why it's not a ten oh. is because Denzel Washington was a villain. Like, <laughs> it, it was. It's hard for me to not look at it. Like I'm sitting there, like the majority of the movie, like l- loving Alonzo, and then, you know, blam, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> they killed a good character. What are they doing? Uh, no, I'm with you. Oh, <clears throat> Black Girl Marvel. What is your? Um, seeing this, I was the closest person to twelve when this movie came out. Right. <laughs> um, I was gonna say my 15 year old self because I was just like my 15 year old self. Honestly, enjoyed this. Enjoyed this film. Um, um, mind you, it was Denzel Washington, and it's blasphemy in a black household if you don't like this. <laughs> uh, it's just blasphemy. So uh, I had no choice but to like this film. Uh-huh. That was funny. So, but um, um, I thought it was good. Plus, it's like it's action filled, and like fifteen year old me was just like, "Oh, shoot 'em up, bang bang" type movies, and like I loved it. Yeah. And so it's good. Me now, twenty, yeah, twenty, literally twenty years older. Oh, I'm old. Okay. Um, no, 20 years old. You're not. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Everybody's older than me. You're always going to be older than me. So even when I'm old, you're exactly. going to be like, you're old. I know. So I'm old. It's an anomaly, but it's real. It is. Um, um, 20, like, like 20, 20 years older now, I see this film way differently than I did when I was 15. I understand a lot of the subtleties of this film, a lot of the stuff that's in your face even more. And honestly, not to toot my own horn, I do enjoy, I enjoyed everything that you guys said. It, added, it actually added to some of the thoughts that I had in my head, but I'm kind of proud of myself that I had so many thoughts about this film. I really didn't think I was going to have mm-hmm. quite as many insights or thoughts or connecting dots. And that's only because we're talking in a form of collaboration yeah. where like when yeah. I hear what you guys are saying, I'm like, oh yeah, that connects to this and it's making me, and it actually just makes me like the film more. So um, I will give this film 20 years later, 15 year old me would probably have given this like a, like a nine B 
because oh shoot my bang bang. Me now, I'll give this film a solid nine point eight seven. Sweet. Ah. <laughs> oh, and, 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 listen, it might have been sacrilege not to like Denzel in your household, but I'll tell you right now, in this household, if we're gonna watch an action movie and like my mom's with us watching a movie, and she's like, ah, I don't know if I really want to watch this. Denzel Washington's in it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> love it. Love it already. I saw, I saw this movie in the theater. Uh, great film. Loved the shock value. Loved the, the gritty nature of it. Uh, appreciate uh, all of the acting across the board. Um, I do wonder if it was shot 10 years later, how much would actually have changed uh, in the film. Uh, I don't think too much. Um, because I think things would have been pretty much similar. Maybe the car. Maybe it would have been like an Escalade or something rather than, you know, an old Oldsmobile or something. Um, other than that, I would say I'm going to give it the low end here. I'm going to give this a nine. It's still good, obviously, but no, that works. But yeah. not a nine five. If it would have been like that, if it would have been like an eight, Snitty, we would have to talk after the stream was over. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there you go, uh, Biggie. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe there would have been cell phones and various things to like, you know, change things. So. But not much yeah. would change. This film's kind of universal in that. No, sense. not much. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to the best man. I'm actually going to move us over to the wall. Why not? Because we can. Uh, and we're going to get on to the best man, starring Tay Diggs as the best man. Um, Lala, this was your pick. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start and tell us why you picked this movie and what your initial impression was? Okay. Um... So Snitty asked me to pick a film, and I was like, I don't know what to pick. And then um, I thought about it. I was like, what I think would be like a nice film that's like still nice, mm -hmm. still uh, still black, but still got like some stuff in it that I think all three of you guys would like. Because I was thinking about you guys, I was watching this, and I was like, well, there's some comedy in this, it's some action in this, it's like some drama in this, and I was just like, the best man. I think the best man would be a good one. Um, and it's and it has like it's a trilogy, so it's a trilogy. Oh. It has three. Just let you guys. You know. didn't tell me that. Yeah, it does. It's is this the first excited. of the trilogy? This is the first of the trilogy. Oh, yeah. What's okay. the second movie? Uh, uh, the the best man Howard did. Oh. Yeah, I think it's, so it's the best man. Uh, hold on, hold on. I just had it. I just In had the it. It's wood? the best man. Best man Howard And then the best man wedding. The wood is a separate movie. Oh. It still has Tay Diggs in it, right? And that's I think where people's like confusion comes from. This is but, like yeah, the so era of Tay Diggs. Yeah, it's like the best man, <laughs> the best man holiday, and um, the best man. I think the best man wedding was like mm. supposed to come out, or there it's like so it's 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 something, it's something. But it's it's at least two films. They at least have two films in. I don't know what's happening with the third one, but they at least have two films in. Right. Um, and you should. You should check out the second one. I think you guys Crazy. like the second one too. It's not as like, <laughs> it's not as classic to me as the first one because sometimes you can't. Right. Like, schools aren't as, but it's still good. Same ensemble adds, cast. It, same ensemble cast, oh. like everybody. Same oh, ensemble interesting. Cast. That's cool. And like everybody comes back, and it and it just honestly it adds to the first story to the point where you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So, so we get I to would, see some of those relationships continue. Yes, you do, and see how they continued off the screen. You know, right into mm -hmm. like the door. So I, I think you should check it out if you can. We'll have our own little private discussion about that. But um, yeah. So um, the best man is about a character. I'll just tell you guys what the best man is about. I'll be the Mr. Marmalite of this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I love you. I love Mr. Whiskey. Um, 
the the film stars Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut. Tay Diggs is a um like a like a best selling writer. Terrence Howard as well, yes, because Terrence Howard is very good in this film. Yeah, um, he is. I think he shines in this film. I, I think mean, this the cast is crazy. They were like, Me along. Yeah, I think this was a film where they were like, should he be an Iron Man? I think he should be an Iron Man. <laughs> um, wow. But this film is about Tay. Yeah, the it's about Tay Diggs' character um, Harper, who is a best-selling writer. He writes a book that like he writes this like saucy new book that blows up, and what's and what he doesn't tell his friends, his close like college friends, is that it's literally a book about his relationship with like his best friend's future wife and mm-hmm. how they had sex together before he got into a relationship with her. Um and it's juicy and it's saucy and mm-hmm. everybody loves it. But everybody but each and every one of their friends knew immediately who he was talking about. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't do a very good job of like he didn't do a very good job <laughs> of like doing this he yeah. just and took the names and kind of shifted. Exactly. It's really kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harper to Harper. You know, everybody knew who this person was, who she was. The only, the only, the crux of the whole film is that Lance is the only person that didn't get to read a book because he's been dealing with like his, um, because he's a football player, very, very successful football player. He's been dealing with his his career, he's been dealing with getting married, and he just hadn't had the time to read the book. Well, Harper also insinuated maybe he didn't, maybe he wouldn't, maybe it's just not his thing. He wouldn't read a book. yeah, but that. he also misinterpreted the fact that that's your best friend, and of course he's going to want to read right. what mm-hmm. you wrote. You watch his games, so, you know. You know, so it's that type of thing. I, I like this film. I always thought this film was great. Um, this is one of those films where like Sanaa didn't like and like take yeah. a lot of movies together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, because they were in the wood together as well. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, um. I, I like this film because it's just it, like I said in the beginning, it has a mix of everything. Not only does it have an all black cast, which I, I thoroughly enjoy, there's literally not like a white person in the room. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 there's in no disrespect, I shouldn't have to say that every time, but I'm gonna do it anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> cool, I won't do it anywhere then. Um, you guys gave me to go ahead. <laughs> I won't do it anywhere. That's right. Um, <laughs> so so like it's it's all black cast it's all different shades of black which i dig you know i see people that's my complexion i see people that's like i have i uh, my brother who recently passed away is a very he was very darker skin i see people that look mm. like him my brother is like in the middle of us like it's a whole thing and so like it was just nice it was women being strong women um who may might have strife with each other but then like they found a middle ground you know it's funny it's sad it has it's like it, it's just it's dramatic because Morris Chestnut was in his bag when he put that boy over that railing, and that's like one of my favorite parts. Oh man, yeah. He beat the snot out of that boy, and I thought it was the funniest thing because he <clears throat> deserved it. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. Um, but also, there's a lot of talk amongst African American people about this film. Oh, thank you, thank you, my Biggie. It's it's a it's a talk about because um, I watched this as a child. This film came out in 1999. I watched it as a child. Growing up and watching it more, I was like, so nobody's mad at Mia because she asked him to do this. So. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes two to tango. Right, yeah. And it's not like, I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, that's great, but it's not like he took advantage of her. No, no, well, she asked no. Him. But no, also but at the same saying, time, no. did he have to write this book? 
No, he like, didn't. That was, no, that was, was Harper like, just being just an idiot. Yeah, like that's. I pretty... just love how they didn't think it was her though at first. At first, like it's just right. everybody's struggling with. Yeah. Yo, so, you, 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 you wanted to do. I would love to touch upon what uh, Black Girl Marvel already said about the fact mm-hmm. that there are no white people in this movie, and there there are literally a couple, and it's because I'm white that I noticed there were a couple. <laughs> and I want to touch on this because when I was done with the film, I reflected with my wife about the fact that there were like a handful of white people and with no speaking roles, like they're like in the background mm-hmm. and they were just like set pieces almost. And I realized that that's something that I've never really experienced too much, maybe a couple of times, but never really thought about it. But people of color experience it with the majority of films. And it's something that it put me on my heels and I went, wait a minute, if that's what it's even remotely like, I couldn't imagine going to every movie and having to deal with this. I would get dejected. I mean, almost immediately, I would, it would be difficult. So that was just a, a profound moment for me and i you know i i told uh, black girl marvel that i would bring it up because it's you know it, it was profound i mean i'm even feeling it right now and it's been weeks since i saw the film but can yeah. i say i just enjoy, I, I thoroughly enjoy that you had that feeling <laughs> like i'm not saying it like to laugh or to like joke or you know but i just i just like like nobody ever looks inward and outward in their own like like space in their own sense to even understand remotely like they again like we said they throw out the word woke right mm-hmm. when one black person shows up in a normally all white ensemble all of a sudden 007 is woke because so the black stupid. person yeah. is one of them or in the, there like, oh my dra- god the, they're woke they're- right or jurassic world yeah, yeah it was like Exactly. Like, oh, it's make... one black person, which I don't the series has like, one black person at least in every film. It's been like, what? you think about it, every Jurassic Park had one. Hey, at black least yeah. at least they didn't die in the last one. Like exactly, progress because right. Arnold just, died just, in Jurassic Park. Yeah, so I just love that Snitty had a feeling of like, yo, I didn't see anybody that looked like. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> You know, like you had that like realization, and I, I like that you did because a lot of people don't, you know, yeah, because they don't watch these movies to even have that no. feeling. So. Right. So, but like, what's funny for... with me, like, my mom would actually like we would watch movies like this a lot. The only reason why I have never watched this one is the amount of language that's in it. <laughs> like, like, it, like we always had this thing where it was like there are certain movies that, like, as a kid, like we did we we stopped because if it had so much profanity at the beginning of the film. Like we would just stop it because it was well, just it a is rated R, so it makes sense. right? But like, but like we watched a lot of like a lot of movies similar to this, and I always I always just thought of it as like this is like the genre, and then I grew up and I'm like, mm-hmm. how how interesting, just kind of like what Mr. Snippet said was like, you know, there's it's almost like this is a, a, a niche like industry of like like black performances of all black casts. but then when when people like Jordan Peele will say something like I'm gonna have the majority of black actors in my movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, that's that's really unheard of. That's unappro- inappropriate. But then Tim Burton only casts white people in his movies, and we don't talk mm-hmm. about that. So it's like the double standard is very strong. Yeah, and it's just interesting. Well, on the on a similar side, like what Snitty was mentioning, what for me, it's like I don't understand when people that look like me start to have a problem with like they're even wanting to be all black cast or, or or more black filmmakers or like anything like that because like for me it's like it's not going to take me out of it i'm still going to be able to empathize with these characters or find myself in some of these characters or just simply enjoy the film regardless of 
you know, of, of it's predominantly white or black. And like, so it's, it's just a weird thing for me. Like people fight this whole thing. I was like, those stories still need to be told too. Like, why wouldn't you want to hear those stories also? Cause it's like a because part of our reality. They don't want to be confronted with there. There's more yeah. of the world beyond their backyard. Oh no, totally. You know? Yeah. yeah but the, okay so what did everybody else the, the best man though as a film is a, a human story like this is a story about best friends like everybody can relate to this everybody's yeah. thought about their best friend's girl in one way or another or guy or whatever so every one of these characters either you've been them or you've known them and so the fact that the people are black in this movie is not actually necessarily an important feature other than some of the cultural aspects, because Honestly, it's a human yes. story. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a human story. Yes, exactly. This is these are this is one of those films where, like, honestly, just like a lot of films, if you really think about it, you can mm. interchange races, and it'll still be a really good film because the the source material itself doesn't rely on, oh, this works because they black. Right. No, it right. works because they're human. Right. It works because everybody has a best friend. Everybody does things in college that they regret that they hope never comes back to bite them. A lot of people don't write books about it. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> and if they do, they write it better and hide stuff yeah. better. <laughs> well, why not um, omit that part? Just omit that part. Yeah. 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 But he yeah. wanted well, to get caught. He wanted to get caught. Because he knew. I feel like he wanted to. He was yeah. like, I'm tired of this weighing on me. You're right. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to put it in the book. And if he figures it out, great. And if he doesn't, I'm absolved because I put it in a book. Right. <laughs> Harper, Harper seemed something. to be the kind of guy that was like trying to put a monkey wrench into his own life. Like he was, he yeah. was like yeah. setting up the traps for himself. Like it was like he wanted himself to fail at some points. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he didn't think you know, he owned it. He had some imposter syndrome. He kind of discussed that a little bit. He felt like it was mm-hmm. more than he was permitted. Uh, but we didn't we didn't right. get initial impressions from both all the movie things and Mr. Marvelite. So all the movie things. Yes. What do you think of the best man initially? Initially, so this is the first time I've seen it. Um the cast is great. Like I've I've loved every single person in other films that I've seen that it was great to see them all. Um in one film. In one, like, yeah, one film. And it was just, it's, it is eye opening to see, you know, because, like, we, we definitely don't see enough of stuff like this, mm-hmm. um, where it's black filmmaker, all black cast, and just like seeing some of those cultural things too that, you know, like, it just for me is like eye opening and that I need to see more of that. And, um, and yeah, and then, but also underneath it all, the structure of it is is like this classic, kind of, comedic element of, like, this person did this thing, like, and he's, you know, made this story, and then we've seen this a bunch of times too, of like a similar kind of thing where, it's like this miscommunication or misunderstanding kind of thing happens, and like, and it kind of gets blown out of proportion, and then he's trying to like contain it, but not doing a really great job, and, um. And and just like the interactions with everyone was really great. Uh, one of my favorite scene is probably like I saw an interview with Tay Diggs and uh, Neil Long where they talk about that scene where he comes back to her place mm-hmm. to kind of like lick his wounds or whatever after that interaction with Morris Chestnut. And um, I guess she like really hits really, him. No, no, she really smacked like she him. really smacked him and like he was yeah. not expecting it. 
nope. and he was like actually kind of mad about it later on. <laughs> like yeah. it was like so like I, so they like, had more impact for me now after seeing it and seeing the interview I was like oh man like that scene is like that that's pretty real but um yeah it's just so funny but i i, I really enjoyed this film so nice. thank you for the suggestion yeah mr marbley <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely great pick. Um, I feel like every single act, like every single character had problems. And yeah. their their problems kind of festered as they were away from each other. And yeah. it was like this whole outing to be together was what kind of helped them all resolve their own issues. And I love that. It's like the your friend, like the message I overall got with this, like, like yeah, your, your, your friends may be messed up, but you all bring the best out of each other. And mm-hmm. you know, like, even like Quentin, Quentin was like a, a D bag, like the majority of the film, but you, you see that like, he does it out of like a kind, like he, he wants to call out his friends for being full of crap, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't hide what he is and you see him actually being compassionate at the yeah. end. Um, the Julian and Shelby relationship was <laughs> my favorite thing. Like, like I, I hated Shelby from the first time I met her and it was before just like, she even spoke you hate her like she, the way she yeah. carries herself you hate her. oh, and, and like I'm sitting yeah, there yeah. and like I, I don't know why but like I like of all the characters the Julian character which um uh Harold uh Perinaw Perinaw yeah. I think this and I'm sitting there like I'm like I like this guy I, why do I like this guy so much why and like the stuff that he has done like mm-hmm. as an actor Oh like, yeah, I'm thinking, like like mm-hmm. with Matrix Reloaded and Resurrections. He's and, and great. Lost. He's yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, with Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Like that's yeah, like exactly. he was my favorite character out of that yep. entire, like the actor of that entire movie. He's an amazing um, actor. Yeah. And and it was like it was one of those things where, you know, I I I found myself gravitating each of the each of the uh, the characters because of the actors first of all because they did such mm-hmm. a well good job but then, like. I was uncomfortable then i was like really into it and then i was uncomfortable again because like they were just real like it was it was like i love my friends but i don't know if i could handle being called out like in front of everybody all the time yeah. and but at the same time they like they were able to you know acknowledge like the whole church scene where like where where harper has to pray with with his buddy and like yeah. it's, it's it's like there was just so many like different. It was an emotional roller coaster. I, I loved every aspect of the film. Um, it just it was just a lot of fun, and the character like they, they represented their characters very well. Mm-hmm. I call this nail, a movie a nail biter because all the way to the altar, I'm sitting there like, "Well, how is this going to end? I can't quite tell how this is going to go." And those flashes of him thinking about Harper and her together are very oh, powerful. Man. Very. Powerful. He's like. His acting on top of that, man. Yeah, I was waiting to see if he was gonna like call it off at that point. Well, and like he's he's crying, but you know he's crying because he's pushing through this, not because he's actually happy. He's crying because he's thinking about it every second that he's agreeing to these vows. And I'm just like, wow, this is really a stable place to build a relationship. But at the same time, like that was the hypocrisy about him because, like, even before he became a, a football star, like there's that whole conversation about. You know, he's sticking it everywhere he wants to go. Right. You know, but if she's right. not faithful, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. That double yeah. standard. It was just, it was yeah. very evident. Like, it was kind of like at, at that point, it's like, it's like, well, good. Maybe this will help you be humble, realizing mm-hmm. what you've done versus what she's done. You're upset because of one person. Why is she not upset for you for everything else that you've done? Being right. this so. film came out in 99, you can tell the patriarchy is heavily saturated within it still. Heavy. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, as much as, you know, there's a lot of great exploration, uh, you still see these very heavy tones, especially from uh, Morris Chestnut's character uh, talking about she's got to eat, you know, she's got to cook food for me. She's got to be in the kitchen, take care of the kids. Once, but I think once we're like, together, you know, that's the way it is. But I think, but I think like in the instance of his character, that fits extremely well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He's uh-huh. a football star, and that's right. on a team. You He's an alpha. Right, you don't become a football yeah. star without mm-hmm. your mom taking care of you every step of the way. And then you're <laughs> right. going to, you're going yeah, to yeah, expect that the person yeah. you're with is going to do the exact same thing uh-huh. that your mother is going to do. So for me, I feel like that's not even like a trope in this film because I feel like that's just the character, the character work of this film. I mean, I mean yeah. of this, of this, of the writing. Also, this is directed by Malcolm D. Lee, and he is the cousin of Spike Lee. I did know that. I looked. Oh, that so yeah. something That's Biggie okay. mentioned earlier that I wanted to mention, based upon what all the movie things has said, was the Shakespeare thing. The Shakespeare thing. This movie, you could literally put mm-hmm. it in 15th century uh, England, and the story holds up. It would hold up in a sci-fi. Like you could literally put it wherever you wanted, and it would hold because it's just a human story. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I know I said it before. Another thing too, I want to mention Regina Hall. Yeah. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see her in this and she was like I mean, I'm so used to seeing her in like these comedic scary roles or like scary movie. Yeah, and like just and like she was really great in this and it's good to, it's great to see like this progression she's had, you know, and coming back to kind of some doing some more like dramatic stuff as of late. So like I wanted to mention her too. Mm-hmm. And uh also, like for me, I felt like they did a good job of like balance. So there's so many characters in this, but each one has like, you know, Tay Diggs, of course, is like the main like through line, yeah. the person that connects all of them. But they like really flesh these characters out efficiently. You knew they all and, were, you know, they yeah. all were based on like if they Where said they a fit. sentence, if they had a paragraph, however it is, like yeah. you immediately knew Quentin's place in that group. Yeah, exactly. He might have been like the the fun, crazy one, but he's the one that'll keep you honest. He's yeah. the one that'll yep. call you out on your stuff. If mm-hmm. you if you're trying to lie to him and yourself, he's gonna be like, no, 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 no. We don't do that here. Everybody had like their place, you know. Yeah, and Quinn's also like battling like his his he's battling with that idea of responsibility about it. I think taking over for his father, and so it's kind of mm-hmm. like he he's struggling with the concept of you know, like settling in and deciding to settle down, and he's. He's he's angry at all of his friends for compromising when, mm-hmm. you know, he he has to make this decision and he's trying to be himself. Essentially, so, he has to grow up just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he was the, I think he was the one in the group that didn't really grow up, but like he just, you know, but he had to grow up. But he was like, I'm still be me, but I'm gonna grow up a little bit. Just yeah, like, but, but everybody kinda, grow up. let's all it's grow up. Like, like not practicing what he preaches, kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah so, there was something yeah. like that. But I related to that character because I've always been the kind of like I want to try this new thing, I want to try that new thing kind of person. So I, when somebody gets down on people for being the try it all jack of all traits, I'm like, what's mm-hmm. what's the problem? Uh, just because right. I didn't settle into career at 20 doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. So I related to him uh, on that level. Uh, the telling everybody what they're doing wrong, I did not, but that's you know. Whatever. I related to him on that level. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. That's funny. I was going to. Yeah. I was thinking, hmm, is Lala, you know, our yeah. Quentin in that sense? Honestly, or? I feel like I am y'all. <laughs> I feel like I am y'all's Quentin. I'm just like I'm like I'm cuter and I do it a little nicer. Is what I do. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, and Isn't no, that right, Mister Carvalho? And I'm not going to write a book uh, or tell anybody <laughs> about anything. 
I am. I can't wait. The tell all. See, uh, Ayuna. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, can I, can I say this? I, I can't say it right, but Ayuna. Uh, says, I love the scene where the boys and the uh, are playing mm. cards. The dialogue feels just authentic, of that scene. like friends yeah. having a discussion, and mm. it got real for a, a yeah. pretty hot minute. Yeah, it did. So let me let me say this: um, furniture around. The <laughs> best way to make this more relevant to nowadays is kind of like the idea of Harper has like a TikTok that he thinks nobody knows about, and he's just <laughs> gone off and telling all these stories about people in his life. Yeah, and they all just shit. Like that's that was my first like thought. They're never going to see. It. I was on a live last night. We were talking yeah. about how, like, how many, how many, like, like, how many of your friends and family actually know that you're on TikTok? And it's like, oh, yeah. they, even if they I know, intentionally they don't come try over. to avoid people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I, I avoid. And it is at the same time, it's like, oh well, they believe they're not on my side of TikTok. Well, what happens when one of your friends gets on your side of TikTok and here's what you said about them, and then they share it with everybody else? It's like it's that, that it's was exactly like, that. Yeah, like yeah. the like it made perfect relevance, and I feel like I'm. <laughs> You know, a little bit less old because I, I can understand that better that way. <laughs> Gen, Gen Z adjacent, if you will. Does that feel better? That's, Hybrid that seems to be the, the word of the night, adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. We've used that quite a few times already. <laughs> Should we have? No. Okay. For, right. those, yeah. for those playing along at home. <laughs> today's today's word of the day is adjacent. Adjacent. Uh adjacent oh that's three syllables we don't even get to do the cool sesame street thing never mind yeah okay moving on uh so we should uh go ahead and move to rating this film because we do have one more and i would consider the last film to be a fairly complex philosophical film oh Um, it's exciting so there's a lot to discuss um to sink our teeth into if you haven't seen the best man and we you know i think we may have ruined it but if we didn't go give it a watch Solid flick. Everybody needs to watch this movie, I think. Also, not E for everyone, so just be prepared. This is more adult, you know, themes. And... I guess that's right. We are a PG-13 show telling people to watch R-rated movies. So, yeah, keep that in mind, I guess. <laughs> um, that said, why don't we do our ratings? Um, let's go in the order we started. So, Black Girl Marvel, what do you rate the best man? And did you see this when you were 12? You would have been 12. Um, I would have been 12. Um let's just say I was going to say she has to finish her text it's no big deal no it's not a text at all it's <laughs> um, a tell all book it is a tell all book she's taking her notes um, I was about 13 when this movie came out so I was listen I've been on the cusp of all these films I know um, so I did watch this and I liked it I thought it was a great movie again I liked movies as a child so like Again, I didn't get all the nuances because, like, <laughs> I'm 13. Come on. Um, I would love to be like, I understood it all because I'm smart. Not not, not happening. But I will say, I, I think I got the concept of the movie. I got the concept of what's going on, all of those type of things, even at 13. Um, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Quentin was my favorite character because I felt like Quentin was a lot like me. Like, I, I'm very honest with people. And... They might be mad at me at first, and they'd be like, "You're right," and then they'll <laughs> and then they'll go about their day and you know, and figure some stuff out. So I think 13 year old me would probably have given this an eight. Me now, I'll give this a solid nine because it uh, it just hits different for me now. Mm-hmm. Like I've had friendships that didn't end the way I thought they were going to end. You know, sometimes people are just in your life for a season, not forever, and so it took me a long time to realize that. And for me, that movie kind of like encompasses that, like are you willing to let go of a friendship or are you willing to work on it? 
are you willing to let go of a person that you had an idea of or will, are you willing to walk away because that ideal that you had got shattered right like what's the what are you what are you willing to do and i feel like it, this movie is way deeper now than it was when i was 13 and that's why it gets a boost up in in a point because it's just i can see the through lines of every character um because harold harold's character i can't remember his name but um him julian julian and shelby are a classic abusive relationship mm-hmm. with in this day and age people would make fun of him mm-hmm. and be like how how are you getting abused and she's like not even like physically abusing him she's yeah. she's emotionally abusing him and manipulating mm-hmm. him yeah yeah to being what she wants him to be and 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 then it's like that thing of like that clarity of when you find somebody that allows you to be you that you connect with on a level that you've never experienced before what do you do with that right so like i enjoyed the julian character because of that too and that is different as an adult for whole different reasons i won't get into on this on this podcast but it just hit differently like it's 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 growing up i'm like some of these things actually happened to me some of these things are like within my reach or i have touched on and it just you know it's just amazing that a film represents something in my life it's not a lot of films i can be like oh that happened to me because they're, they're they don't have a lot of people in there that look like me to experience or writers behind the scenes to write a character that went through something that i went through so this film just hits this hits for me so nine right all right mr marmalade nice. um uh the 12 year old me would have not seen this film again because of the language we would have stopped it before uh it got too long but other than that it was a fantastic film again it's not e for everybody uh, just as a precaution, because you know, rated R. Um, but it was a great story about friends, about friendship. I came out of the film wishing that I had had some close bonds of friends like that. Um, just like mm-hmm. the bonds within them, even though they argued and fought and it was messy and whatever, they were there for each other. And when when everything came down to the you know, push comes to shove, they were. As, as much as they were like enjoying like seeing each other beat the crap out of each other or whatnot, they were there to try to find a way to make it right because they knew that it would be the worst decision for this guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and seeing them, you know, being willing to call them out for their crap, but then at the same time be happy when they would make right decisions and be supportive of each other. I mean, that's the kind of friendship you want to have. Um, you know, you just that makes you be honest because sometimes we're not always honest with ourselves or with others, but our friends will see us. And so I would definitely have given this, um, I give this about an eight, 8.5. Um, it's a good story. Uh, it's, it's definitely great. A great cast of characters. Um, the, the, uh, the actors did a great job. Um, I can't really say anything better than that. I mean, it's just, it was a good film. It was a really good film. All right. All the movie things. Uh, yeah, also 12-year-old me probably wouldn't have watched this. Um, um, me now, I, I give it a solid eight. And I, I think for me, there was like, the one thing I didn't mention was like some of the, well, we kind of we touched on it. There's, the, there's like some of those like male patriarchal like stereotypes mm-hmm. in it that was kind of like, for me personally, is kind of a, you know, it's like me... Like for me, I've been like unpacking all that stuff for the past few years myself, you know? So it's like when I see that on there, I'm just like, 
oh man, it's, it, you know, it's just like, that's, I mean, and, and the time of, you know, it came out, you know, of course that stuff's still kind of like around. I mean, even to this day, it's still not really dealt with as much as it should be. But for me, like, I was just like, uh, was that, I understand like at the time they probably, it was probably necessary for, for the story, but, but, but Lala did make a good point. Like for Morris Chestnut's character, it makes sense for his character alone. It's just like, I felt like it didn't need to like permeate throughout every single part of the film for me anyway. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was kind of, kind of like a universal kind of, you know, story and structure there which I really loved that, you know, like that didn't hit me till later on when I was like thinking about it more. And I was like, oh yeah, this is totally like just a great way they use this story in like such a, in a, in a more unique way and added like this cultural aspect um, from like uh, black people's perspective, you know? And so that was great to see that. Uh, but yeah, an eight for me. It was just, All right. I laughed and yeah, it was great. <laughs> So I'm actually just going to say straight away, I thought this was a nine. I think everybody should watch this movie uh, because it is a good, even if you don't like rom-coms, it's a good movie. There's enough, um, I, I guess, uh, turmoil within the film that you feel drawn in. Um, I felt like every time they brought another layer in, I was like, oh, really? And I found myself at points like almost jaw dropped, like, wait, what? They really went there? And I really like those kinds of films when I feel drawn in each layer pulls me further and further into the character's uh, plight. And in this case, we get to watch Harper slowly dwindle down this terrible hole until he's drunk, gets caught off guard, and his best friend takes the book and goes, runs in the other room to read uh, those terrible, terrible words. Uh, so solid nine. Everybody should watch this movie. That being said, uh, we have a pre-review. Uh, by Sean. Hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry about that. I hear screaming. I want to make sure that it's just normal screaming and not bloody murder. Um, <laughs> I love that as a father, you can be like, hold up, hold up. I got to see if that seemed like something was no, taken that's away. No, that's yeah. normal. It's yeah. normal screaming there. That's normal. That's a normal scream. <laughs> I haven't got a scream. text, and the, nobody came screaming through the door, so I'm, I think we're good. Uh, that said, um, like I said, we're going to move over to the pre-review uh, with Sean, and we'll be right back. How's it going, Real Study viewers? I'm Sean, and I'm back with this week's pre-review. Let's start things off right this week with The Batman. Now, if my calculations are correct, this is the 12th time we've seen the Batman on the big screen since 1989. That is amazing. And you know, if you look at the Batman movies as a whole, they have some real honors. The Dark Knight has the privilege of having a Rotten Tomato score of 94%, but the Batman franchise also has Batman and Robin, which clocks in at a wonderful Rotten Tomato score of 10%. Either way, I will be going to see this movie. It looks awesome. I can't wait to see what Battinson is like. You know, uh, that's the thing about these Batman movies. They may change the actors, but the thing is, the characters really don't change. It's just different iterations, and it's just like reading the comics. Some writers write him this way, some writers write him that way. I'll definitely be going to see the Batman. 
Next, Netflix brings us The Weekend Away. This movie starring Leighton Meester is about basically a stay-at-home mom who gets talked out by one of her best friends to take a weekend away to Croatia. Now that just sounds crazy to me, but during this weekend away, uh, Leighton Meester's friend has an accident and Leighton Meester becomes the prime suspect of the police and the only people she has to lean on appear to be people that are criminals. So she's caught in this in-between and it just looks like a fun whodunit movie. And, you know, if you like those, check this one out. Also this week, Hulu is bringing us Fresh. This movie starring Sebastian Stan is about a girl, Noah, who is, she's done with online dating. She's done with it. She's ready to just go out, live her life, and if she meets somebody, she meets somebody. And lo and behold, she runs into Steve, played by Sebastian Stan. And, you know, they seem to hit it off really well. And then Steve wants to be honest with her and reveals something about himself. I believe he has a particularly strange dietary habit, if you know what I mean. This looks like a wild movie, and I'm there for it. This looks cool. And also, coming to Amazon Prime, Amy Poehler directs Lucy and Desi. This documentary is going to tell us the life and times of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and their life and times through the wonderful sitcom of I Love Lucy. So if you enjoy their story, this is going to be a wonderful in-depth look at their lives and how the show affected everyone around them. All right, thanks for watching everyone, and I'll see you all next week. And we are I'm back from the pre-review, and that had some great review or pre-reviews, if you will, including the Batman, which I know everybody's excited to see. Uh, we will probably review that as soon as it hits HBO Max. I'm still not into theater viewing yet, mostly because of the babies, but that's that's that. Uh, that said, we have one more final movie. Uh, I did talk um, about doing the movie Pure, which. Um, is a short film on HBO Max. It is 12 minutes, if you haven't watched it, is on there. Uh, one of my mutuals on TikTok uh, asked that we review this film. Uh, his name is Inferno, and I told him we would, um, which means in order to give it a full reviewing, I think maybe we should pause it and have everybody else watch it, and we'll just do a quick little segment on it next week, uh, just a quick little intro, uh, because I think everybody can handle 12 minutes between now and then. Plus whatever, no, for sure. Whatever movies we're doing, uh, so yeah. just to give it a full a full justice. So that. Plus, I want to I want to shout him out on TikTok too and nice. do a little review on TikTok. So. And you should, and it is good. Don't get me wrong. I think everybody should watch it, um, but it was short, and I would like to get into talking about short films as well. Uh, I love short films. So we're. I have to find. Oh, we you do, a, do we you? Do a yes, I do. We should do a short film. Um, like show one day and i have to find this short film that's actually on amazon prime that's wickedly amazing so we'll do so like 20 it. of them or like we'll pick a number that really fits you know and we'll each bring five like a mini something. film festival yeah okay. a short film depends festival. on, depends on how just, short they are completely unrelated have made one Oh, we'll have to add oh, all the movie things. Movies I'm just saying. To the, to the <laughs> I want to see it. Give fact, me you know what? Actually, Al, that makes me that that's that makes me want to do something because we have several film talk friends, and a lot of them have made short films. What if we did half production release short films and then half student or 
friend short yeah story. i want to i love it give me Let's see if anybody's willing if you're willing to put your your stuff out there for us to critique we're not going to be harsh as you already know brian if you're willing to put yours on our show that would be awesome we'll talk about it off camera sure. so you don't have to feel obligated but um We'll talk about can, that. Can I, can I just yeah. mention something that's completely off topic? Sure. Like, sure. literally all the movie things, Brian is just is like sitting there. All of a sudden, he, he pulled the sleeve back. It was like the whole... <laughs> like, I, I really felt like I needed to hear, like, some, like, great anecdotal, like, movie trivia type thing. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the more. next a, uh, ASMR TikTok, though. Oh, so. yeah. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming soon, guys. Thank you. Or just do a live one right now. Yeah, I've been waiting on it. <laughs> okay, why did I get Grandmaster vibes? <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Let's yes. let's do this. Real quick, because Biggie is still here in the chat, which thank you for still being here, Biggie. We love it. We love that you're here every week as well. All of you guys that are here every week, yeah. we appreciate it. And hey, new students. viewers as well across the board. Thanks, students. Yes, the real students. Um, but I wanted to say, Biggie got us across a, a first threshold. This is the first time we've ever had 15 subscribers oh. on the channel, which means we hit a whole new platform or pl oh, plateau. Wow. I mean, uh, we can do more, including having VIPs now, and now we need to get to 25 subscribers. So there's like that's just the way Twitch works. Um, I see. So yeah, this is the the most engagement we've ever had. So thank you, real students. amazing. We really appreciate <laughs> it. We're um, engaged. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already married. Oh, yeah, me too. Did you hear the collective? Oh, Did you hear the collective? Oh, everybody's like, oh. Sing, 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 sing. Wait, I, I don't even know if you guys are single. I'm not even gonna say that you are or not. But I am single. Okay. Yes, well, I, hey, I'm you know. single. I'm I'll single. I'll say it. I'll say it. All right. Well, if you're in the Portland or Michigan area, no, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> and you like and ASMR? You like movies and ASMR. And the, yeah. He'll, we're gonna, he'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear. We're, yes. we're going to move on to the last movie of the night, <laughs> and this is Us by director Jordan Peele, uh, who has Ooh. directed uh, several things at this point. I think three or four things. It's not a, a, a mm -hmm. long list, but still a good list, uh, including Get Out, uh, Lovecraft Country, The Twilight Zone, and then the new movie coming out uh, this year, Nope. Nope. Which looks interesting. Yeah. So um, he's got a very unique approach. Can't wait for that. And yeah, this, I love it. This was Mr. Marvelite's pick, so I would love to hear. In oh. fact, I want to know why you picked this and not Get Out. Not Get Out. Mm. Um, one because I have not seen. I had not seen all of Us. I had started it and mm. had not been able mm. to finish it. I have watched Get Out way too many times at this point. Like I just, I have digested that a lot. Um, I love Jordan Peele. I think um everything that i have seen so far like the only way the only way that nope can bother me if i watch the film is if at any time i watch it and do not think nope oh, nope, nope not doing it that's the standard like, like that's that film. like that's the thing like it, 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 he's got very very little very little um like threshold like that's the bar it's low so he has to hit that um but like all of these movies like get out uh us um hopefully with nope um, there is something that he has been able to do that I think M. Night Shyamalan tried to harness and was starting to get there at first when, when he was hitting films that that um, he just lost. And it's that, it's that ability to twist the narrative to really shock you into thinking you thought you knew what you were going into, but then it being something completely different. Um, you know, I had lots of hope for like Signs and Village, and then you had things mm -hmm. like Devil and stuff like that where 
it just kind of felt like the while the, the the writing was sloppy with M. Night Shyamalan. But but these have been very crisp and and specific, and Jordan Peele knows his story, and mm-hmm. and knows how to, to put it off. And let's face it, the cast is always phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I have I have loved seeing how that he kind of uh, I'm I'm I'm, probably, I'm gonna probably mess up her name. I'm I'm so sorry if I do. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, perfection. Oh, okay. Um, I have loved her in everything that I have seen her in. Um, Winston Duke, I am like a huge fan of Winston Winston Duke, um, mm-hmm. especially like like from like um, Mbaku with uh, Black Panther, um, and and seeing him in this. And then um, there was another. You need to see where, Nine Days. Yeah, it's like Nine it's Days like, came out. Like he's he's amazing in that. Like yeah, like it's just ago, it's yeah. seeing these range. It's like seeing the ranges of these of these actors and and seeing what they're doing and. Um, you could tell they enjoyed they enjoyed what they were doing, and even the kids. The kids were phenomenal. So. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! But but us is about a fit. I'm not going to go there. But like it Aww. just, I love I love the random concepts in this film. Like 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 you kind of knew there had to be something else, but to know exactly what it is at the end, it was it was so satisfying. Like the whole thing was just satisfying. And like where I was thinking that it was going to be like this family that that struggles and like every moment it's them like trying to survive. They took the offensive very quickly. And I love that about this family. Like there was there were aspects like they were they were a typical family with their own like flaws. But when they decided to, you know, deal with a problem, you know, they're like doing body counts at some points. And it, I just love that about this. Mm-hmm. Thing. So, yes, absolutely love this film. And yeah, yeah, we'll go from there. All right. I'm going to take second reins on this one because I don't do that very often. Um, so walking into this film, I bought this in the two pack because I had already watched Get Out and was like, oh, I want to own that. And so we were like, well, we'll just buy this because it's Jordan Peele and like, duh, like you're going to buy it. Um, and it, it's interesting because I like the film. I do. I have a good impression of the film, but I struggle with a lot of the end parts where things are ambiguous enough that it's hard to pin them down but it's so ambiguous that i don't have enough head cannon to fill the space i don't know if that makes any sense um that's that's just me as far as the acting phenomenal across the board um i love watching every actor get to play a dual character i think that's really neat to see uh, because you don't get to see that from most people they don't get to do the whole range in one film it's one or the other uh, and I think Gabe is a character I absolutely the just relate to being a dad and just his ridiculousness and his cheesiness and his dadness in the boat. I just, I relate to him. Um, so watching his character, you know, I, I, anyway, I, I, I like the film, but I think I struggle with a few aspects of it, if I'm being uh, overly honest. Um, what are the ones you struggle with? I want to hear what you guys have to say. We'll get to the nuance. Um, so Black Girl Marvel, okay. go, go ahead. What do you think of us? Um, this is my first time watching us. Um, and I was like, I like Jordan Peele. I hope to work with him one day. I feel like Jordan Peele is going to be my future mentor. I don't know what that is, but I feel like he is because he writes original things and all I do is try to write original things. And I feel like... Like I always say, I have these ideas, and I feel like they 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 are very similar to how he 
creates these these interesting ideas, but they're always based in some type of race or weirdness or political or something like that. But just in a way that you can swallow it enough, and it's not like, oh my god, here come another one about this thing. He gives it to you in a more palatable, like palatable way. You know, what I'm saying you can digest this. You know, and it's a hurt thing. So like, um, I. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I didn't think I was going to like it. Like, I, I just, I don't know why I thought that it's George Peele, but like, I was just like, all right, let's, because sometimes you watch the trailer and the trailer is amazing. And then you'll watch a movie and be like, this didn't live up to the trailer. And I felt like this lived up to the trailer. I loved um, seeing the duality in these characters. I love seeing, um, it was done so differently enough that but I didn't get a sense of like, oh, Lapita, you you playing this person, but it don't seem. But they played. She played two very distinctive, different people, to the point where like it carried the film like throughout the thing. Like you know, um, the dynamic with her family, then the dynamic with Red's family. Like it's just you know, the explanation of things. Uh, pacing to me was good. Like I really wasn't like bored watching this, especially with them like building up the family in the beginning and and all these type of things. So like, I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I thought it was really good. I The ending has to be my favorite part of this entire movie. <laughs> I, I loved it because it, it made so much sense to me. And I was very mad that I didn't catch it because I felt like I should have. So hmm. I think he subverts it enough. It's hard to catch. That's just my opinion though. All the movie things, what was your take on this? Um, yeah, I love this movie. It's, uh, for me, from a screenwriting perspective, it's like, this is what I, I talk about it quite often about like using too much dialogue for exposition and explaining things and instead, instead of letting your audience, you know, just lead your audience a little bit and they'll figure it out. Jordan mm-hmm. Peele trusts the audience and this is exactly what it is. There's like so much subtext in his films you know, and like you can look at so many different things and from so many different perspectives and still like come away with something different, I think. And I think that's what, you know, ultimately he's trying to do. Um, and for me, this is another one. There's just so much metaphor and symbolism in this one. Um, and it, but it can be easy to like get caught up in the little things, you know, like, um, just the, all the little things that we see from like the underground, you know, about like the rabbits and like all these different things, but also like the fact like, Oh, it's a white rabbit and the whole, like, you know, following the white rabbit kind of mm-hmm. concept yeah, of Alice. And, yeah. yeah. And, um, the upside down kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just, yeah, I just love it from a screenwriting perspective too. Um, because of so much subtext and he doesn't rely so much on dialogue to ex- mm-hmm. over explain things, you know, yeah. Um, and it, for, for me, I think that that just lends to like it being more rewatchable too, as you can go back and maybe see something you didn't see before. Yeah. You know? and, and and like Winston Winston Duke, his uh, like Mr. Marvel, like mentioned, he's he's becoming one of my favorites. Like I saw Nine mm-hmm. Days last year, and like it like wrecked me. And big part of it was because of his performance. And um, if you haven't seen Nine Days, like please see that movie. I'm. I don't know why it's not getting more attention from, you know, any other award shows or anything, or just any more attention period, but it needs to. Um, but yeah, like I, 
I think with Jordan Peele, he's like stepping up his game every single time. Like I feel like this was just that much better than Get Out, and then I feel like Nope is going to just like be another step above this even. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. But I, re- I really love this one. Seeing what he did with Lovecraft Country definitely led me to believe that there is way more to come from <clears throat> like this. Oh yeah, has a huge Lovecraft Country is so good. Yeah, and to see that this is the the caliber of twist that he's willing to go with on a sophomore uh, adventure, yeah, is pretty impressive. Uh, whether I like the ending or not, you're right. This is a solid film and definitely worth an exploration. I think mm-hmm. I just struggle with those few aspects where if you go back and watch it with the end in mind, it, some things don't completely 100% add up or become hard to buy. Well, I think there is this thing where people get hung up on the how right? rather than the why. You can, and, and you can do that with any movie, really. But it's So I think that's, that's one thing that it could be like... Um, how do they, how do they feed the rabbits? How do they do all yeah. you know where they get this kind of thing? But yeah, or I mean, the clothes are similar. Yeah, I get that. But I feel like yeah, I yeah. feel like everything. I feel like one. I feel like everything does have to be explained. I feel like it has to be explained just enough to right. get your brain to kind of like move to be like, oh, it could be this, or it could be that, or it could be like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was. Ex- I feel like aspects of like it being government and underground was enough because the government is always quiet. They always are doing something against like some type of human testing or something like that. And they do abandon things or like redacted, like redact things and leave things in the lurch when they're done for the most part. Like that's to me, that's just government. That's not the real government, which I still don't believe. Um, I feel like it's the government we see in film enough to know that like, okay, this is what happens like in, in the film universe with the government. But for me, the ending, spoiler alert, if you ain't seen um run I, you know i thoroughly enjoy i thoroughly enjoy the ending because i really was like i i don't audibly yell at movies <laughs> i can I contain myself i mean i mean i kind of do that with like marvel movies i'm like oh uh, like i'm doing stuff like that but i don't right, audibly right. like really because i don't want to be like Regina Hall in Scary Movie, where she was like, don't, don't like, I can easily oh be that God. person. I can yeah. easily be that person, and I don't want to be that person, but sometimes <laughs> it, it escapes me. But I audibly yelled during this film. That's how I know I loved it. I audibly yelled. I was like, when the, when she revealed the end, and she's talking to her, and she was like, you gave me dance, and you did this. And then, and then like, I still didn't get it for a little bit, and then when the son looked at her in the car, <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. That is not like I lost Twice. my mind. Yeah. That's <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like, because yeah. cause to me it still makes sense because like when you when she choked her, just because we didn't see her body, we she choked her and then all you saw her do was run out the door. Mm-hmm. When it was the other and girl you assume, yeah, exactly. No, I you just that assumed yeah. that it was her. The and then you assumed one, yeah. that it was her because it was like, why isn't she talking? And you're thinking like it's because she got choked in her right. her it's she was not traumatized. It's or dramatic event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you realize, but then realizing the girl didn't know how to talk, so she had to be around and <laughs> exactly, learn how to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you realize that's the yeah, reason that's why Red has a sore throat or like her voice is like this because she got choked. I lost 
my mind. Like I'm yeah. losing it right now. Like I was yeah, yeah. just like, and, I, and that goes to what so you just said hard. earlier too. Like you should have saw it, but like I should have saw it, was, it. No, totally. I was the same way. I was like, oh my god. Like, but yeah, that's Jordan's genius, or any good yeah. screenwriter's genius is that you yeah. you can't, no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like right in front of your they face. They put yeah. it there in such yeah. a way that you it goes right past yeah. you. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, like, why was she like the chosen one? Why was right. she the one that could speak and nobody else could speak? It's because she's from our Yeah, from exactly. Our yes. You know, yes. Like, you didn't even like, it yeah. didn't even dawn on you that, and then, and then like, even her in her speech, like, I'm just going back over in my mind. She goes to like, I didn't get a choice in this. I didn't get a choice on who my husband was going to be. I didn't get a choice on like my kids or anything like that. So part of her don't even like Winston Duke's character, but because this this one does, she had no choice right. but to get the same. So it was just like, yo, and then she was like, you gave me dance. I was just like, oh, it lost my mind. It was so good. Mm-hmm. <gasps> What's also interesting is like all of these all of these individuals, if they would have been given an option to be able to get out of those tunnels, they would have been completely different individuals. Like they were because because of their they're mm-hmm. being bound down there and being tethered. Mm-hmm. They had no chance mm-hmm. of developing themselves because we now, because of the ending, we know that you know, the character could turn around and be, it. be their own self. It was, it's like it's like this concept. And, and also the same thing is like the whole idea of the, the tethering was for whatever the entity that did this to keep people in subjection, that they couldn't get out of line, that they were tethered mm-hmm. to something else. And, and if you think about it, like, Kind of like it's like staying in your lane because what were they? They were stuck in the corridors of this of this area, and so they could never go beyond what those characters below them could go. So it was it was a form of oppression and keeping them in line. It's just mm-hmm. like there's so many like different little like nuances to this thing that you can pull out of it. Yeah, and it was just amazing. Okay, I, got, I still got to talk about it. It's just amazing <laughs> because essentially, like the okay. Red didn't get the life that she was supposed to have, but her double lived a normal life, right? So, like, her double could have easily been what Red turned into, right? If she was stuck in that... I mean, because she was nuts. She choked the girl and then took her life. So you know she was already crazy, but then she slowly got domesticated because she's been afraid that this girl was going to find her this entire time. And again, Jordan Peele's genius, you thought that she was the original girl because you would be afraid if you saw, like, whatever whatever she saw in that room freaked us all out because she her face just got big and she just went nuts and she, like, sprinted out, but it wasn't the same. Girl, spoiler alert, I love it so much. But it's just, like, she could have turned into... It's just, like, they they literally were, like, two sides of the same coin, like how how what one does with one life and what one does with another one like being switched like it's ugh, so good it's so good well then there's no. also the whole concept of like the tethered are is like our darkness our like mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and like the yeah. fear of like letting that out into the world you know and trying mm-hmm. to like keep that under wraps and there's that whole metaphor you know that i love about about all that too it's just our darker selves. So are you trying saying to keep she it. was living with her true self the entire time and other people weren't? Everybody else wasn't? Is that what you're kind of alluding to? If you notice, she was more intuitive of, of things that, like, dangers that could happen. And, like, even, like, when the sun wandered off and there was that one, like, standing in the beach, 
like um she she was more in tune and she immediately knew something was wrong and went after him so there was this concept of she had intuition like even the, even the point of where you, we, we were thinking that it was because of the trauma of a as a child no uh, why she, she didn't knows. want to go back to that beach she more, knows what she didn't she want knows to what's there yeah, yeah she didn't she yeah. Knew it was there she didn't want it to come back and haunt her she wanted to keep everyone away you know tell me where you're going when you leave don't just wander off why because they could be swapped too mm-hmm. yeah easily yeah. go back because and watch she, the movie because guys, she started because she started the idea she started yeah, the idea exactly. of like being yeah. switched mm-hmm. right and then you pretty much empowered your other self to become what this was to, be, mm-hmm. to, be, to become who she was like she was like she was lost at first and then when she started mm-hmm. dancing which just show which i'm kind of curious too i will say one thing like they for some reason these characters are extremely tethered connected because i don't think she wanted to go to that it's like it's like she didn't want to go to that fun house it was like she was being led to the fun house somehow mm-hmm. right like it was just like just by happen to that yeah because yeah. like if that's the case did anyone else get led there like it is like because like so like it was already she was already kind of a smart tethered person yeah she already had this concept in her head they she slowly led her there in some type of way so right. that's why the other girl was like i feel like she's somebody she's always near me she's always with me because like i think the girl like i'm feeling like is that underground infused with something so that like you can feel your tethered self or you can feel your tethered you know like the your 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 doppel your doppelganger but what but what um all the movie things said maybe think about a rick and morty episode is that rick and morty episode where they try to shed their toxic selves Mm-hmm. And their toxic selves are like, but it's always a perception of what you think your toxic self is, because Rick's toxic self it was angry, but he also loved his grandson, and he saw that as like a weakness. It's toxic, but Morty's weakness was his kindness, his 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 nerdiness. So if you go in the concept of like us and like toxicness, right? The the original girl turned nuts. Was that always who she was? And was the other one always like devoted to family and just wanted to like be mm. loved and things like that? Like just nature, thinking, versus nature? Just nature, nature versus nurture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was I thought it was just See, I think it clearly says it's environment, not that it's where you how you're born. I think it clearly yeah. states that it's, who it's you are is completely environment. Uh, yeah. At least that's what the movie's well, saying to me. On another thing too, it's because so red and her double represents also that like we can't keep our darker selves hidden, you know, uh-huh. hidden for you know forever. We have to release that every once in a while. And and like because she's a, a product of that, like she was supposed to be like this darker version, you know, for forever, but she like was able to come out of it and live this happy life. You know, and just goes and like the real version of her was became this darker version mm-hmm. again. So it's like we can we have to like let that out, you know, and not yeah. like push it it's down. Like the saying of like you can you can like all truth comes to the light essentially. Yeah, yeah. You can't sweep like dirt under the rug long enough because mm-hmm. you know it's gonna come yeah, out. You have to face way. face it, yeah, and like just yeah. work through it. And yeah, yeah. 
This movie is so good. Just, yeah. I'm, There's I'm so annoyed. much stuff. I'm annoyed by how good it is. And then I'm missing. <laughs> I hate and then how I'm good this movie. I, I really it. do. I really want to talk to Jordan Peele and be like, listen, stop doing amazing work because I personally can't take it. So. <laughs> if you could just stop having a good career and. I know, right? Relax, sir. Stop, and, you know, stop Relax. having the masses enjoy your stuff. Um, yeah. Exactly. No, I like it. Why don't we go ahead and move to ratings since we are about five minutes away from the end of the show. Um, I would like to go in the same order that we did. So Mr. Marmalade. Um, 12 year old me would have loved this film. Um, I would have absolutely um, been enthralled with it. I love the, I mean, the, the concept, I mean, we go, we go from, you know, the doppelgangers that are trying to come and kill, you know, their, their, their real selves and take over their places um, even to the, the the corny of the hands across America thing, like that just yeah. like I'm sitting there like like what why are we watching this 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 commercial for hands across America? Why is this necessary? And then at the end, you're just like, oh, that's hilarious. That's like the only thing this little girl, you know, mm-hmm. this little girl re- remembered from her yeah. childhood that could possibly like, help thing from the eighties, yeah, her yeah. being in the in the, uh, the underworld <laughs> or whatever, and um, and cheesiness as it is. Um, and it just left to like the the, the 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 open end of what 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 could happen next. What's what's happening in this? And like you could just kind of go off and just kind of like spend your time like building your own headcanon. I've said that word a couple times tonight too. Mm-hmm. Um, headcanon, but adjacent, right? Adjacent headcanon. Headcanon, yeah. adjacent. Yes. Um, I think the only thing like is like could this all be in like the same world? Like is this this like within the same universe? Like get mm-hmm. out. I was just uh, thinking that, yeah, nope, like, like, pay attention to Nope. Be its like, own, like, little <laughs> yeah. thing, like, well, if it the, is, the, the it's before verse. us. It happens absolutely before us does. So, because we would just have your your standard run-of-the-mill brainwashing department going on. Uh, right yeah, the end of Nope, and then all these people in red jumpsuits, like, appear. Like, that's how the uh, end is. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, whatever happens, like, the film was fantastic. I love the cast of characters again. Um, I give it a 10 as a, a 12 year old. I think I'd be a little bit more like harsh on it. Like as an adult, just kind of you know, judging it. I'm going to give this like a 9.7. Like it's a great film. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it again. It's I'm glad I have it on my, in my collection. Um, Jordan Peele is becoming one of my favorite writers and directors uh, hands down. And um, I just hope they don't ever try to get him to do an avatar movie. At that point, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Honestly, I would love it if he did an Avatar movie. If he took over Avatar: the Last Airbender. Well, we thought about that with M Night Shyamalan, but mm, right. uh, I didn't think that about M Night Shyamalan. I was disappointed when I saw that he was doing it. I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, he sold out. I was never a fan of the cartoon, so that movie didn't bother me the way it bothered the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> so you know, neither here nor there. Uh, what throws me off is that Megan from Key and Peel has changed directions and is making these amazing films. Um, because whenever I still I see changed, Peel, I don't think he changed directions. I think he's always wanted to do this. I'm no, 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 I know. But what we've always he's seen, you know, what we saw before he yeah, went and I became a director, he was ridiculous. I mean, he like most of every one of his characters on Key and Peel are way over the top. Right. Um, the hype man. But he's a writer. Think. Right, yeah. the hype man is one of the like the hype man, He yeah. is, he is. Um, and it's just interesting because you would have thought, you know, by, by charisma to some degree that Keegan-Michael Key might have gone somewhere and his career's doing well, but it's still just kind of like he's here while Jordan has 
shot mm-hmm. to the moon. It's just interesting to see. Um, oh, he's yeah. great in Schmigadoon. No, don't get me wrong. Get I this, love the Schmigadoon. <laughs> I like Keegan. I do. And if you guys haven't seen Keanu, that's another like fun, basically like movie <laughs> yeah. of Key and Peele. Um, so I'm a big Key and Peele fan. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't tell. That said, <laughs> I would have to say that this is a seven and a half. I think everybody should watch it. Uh, I still struggle with putting things together and letting them go, if you will. Um, maybe I'll need a like a fourth viewing sometime in the future. But I think being that I watched this not that long ago and then watched it again for this, it wasn't long enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. So not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's good, good movie. I just don't think I'll rate it nearly as high as the rest of everyone on the panel. Black yeah. Girl Marvel. Um, I would just like to say that I think you rated that dangerously low. Um, like I said, we'll we'll talk after the stream. Okay. Okay. Um, that with the uh, the comment about Last Airbender. Yeah, that too. Because that was what. I'm fired. Thank you, Mr. Marvelite. There's there's two things. Don't worry, guys. I'll figure out how to do this. We'll, we're still going to go live, but in a new moniker, we're just going to kick Smitty on out. Um, Sans snippets. You know, um, um, the real real study. No, I'm saying um, <laughs> the for real study. You know, um, real study adjacent. Exactly. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It turns into a drinking game on on the chat. Um, yeah. Honestly, it should be it should be a, a drinking game. Anywho, twelve yeah. um, year old me probably would have enjoyed this because she watched The Omen growing up as a child, and I think I wasn't even twelve when I watched that. I was like single digits when I watched that. So like I liked I liked weird things. I didn't have supervision, um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, so. Um, I think 12 year old me would have really liked it. 12 year old me probably would have given this like a 10 or something like that. Like I'm pretty sure 12 year old me would, because it was weird enough that even if I didn't understand like the con, like the concepts and the, the subtlety of it, it was weird enough that I was like, I, cause I probably would have focused on the kids a lot at 12 and I probably would have liked it mm-hmm. like a lot, you know? Um, me now I give this a solid 9.9. I love this film. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I love the the realism and like what you would do for your family if someone attacks your family no matter how weird it is i love that everybody found it within themselves to be like yo we're in a kill or be killed situation yeah it's time to handle business right because at first all they did was kind of like run and do this Mm -hmm. after a while you get frustrated everybody gotta die like we all everybody gotta die right and so and it's just i just i just love Again, the ending is my favorite part. The realization that the yeah. little boy knows that that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's my mom, but that's not my that's not supposed to be my mom. Like yeah, yeah, type of thing. Like he has that realization, and then to just see how smart that boy was, even though everybody thought he was like dumb. The or backing old, up, or, exactly. You know, yeah. Him realizing that him and his 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 doppel mirrored each other. Mm-hmm. they're close to each other like that and he was able like it's just smart little things like that also Lapita in the in the maroon hiding in the color of the car and snatching the boy was the, one of the greatest things I've ever yeah. seen yeah yeah and she snatched that voice too that she made I mean listen I've been, listen yeah. I, okay story alert real, real quick real, I'm gonna do this real quick I know it's 12 o'clock I'm gonna do this real quick I was in my house after like I think a couple of days after watching us I was in my house <laughs> And oh I was watching TV or something like that. And I just happened to repeat something. And I was just like, 
I was just like, it's crazy out. <laughs> and I just started talking like that just for no reason. And I was like, oh, I really like this movie. <laughs> just from doing that. So, just from yeah. doing that, because I was talking like her. And I was just like, I wonder if I could talk like her. She was just like, uh, so what you need? Like, I was just talking like her. And I was like, oh, I'm talented. Please so, be um, it's crazy. But, like, I just love this film. I gave it a 9.9. This is rewatchable for me. I don't say that about a lot of movies that we put on on, on, the, on the stream. Um, but this is, a I like I said, I think my future is to work work with not only behind the scenes but in front of the camera with Jordan Peele he's I don't know why I'm latching on to him like this but because I feel like we might be I feel like it might be kids he's great and he likes to say no he's great and it's a lot of directors that I love but I just feel a kinship to him in some way that I can't physically because we need to get him on the show we'll get him on the show and then then you'll go me and Jordan are tethered I really feel like we're tethered but anyway so you should be going around like, oh, let's make a good movie. Let's yeah. make a movie <laughs> just us. Just Where you should hire me. We should yeah. do a movie together. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you should probably stop smoking. I can't do it. It has a hold on. <laughs> that's what. That's when. That's when he takes it. He goes like, gets off camera. Yeah. He's like that. He's gonna think I'm crazy. He's like, can somebody take care of this woman? Like she's. <laughs> With that, this has been episode 20 of season one of the real I'll, I'll give it a nine, by the way. <laughs> I'll give it a wow. nine. Wow, I did kind of run with it, but you're going to give I'm it a nine. Sorry. Tell us your final thoughts. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. Um, final thoughts. It's just a great film. I liked it even more than Get Out. Uh, the script, like I mentioned, was not talking down to your audience. Um, and I love all the metaphor in it, the ending too, just like Lala. I was like mind blowing. And also there's another thing that I just realized too, as Lala was talking was about like the family basically is the metaphor for like, okay, eventually we have to face our darkness mm-hmm. and take it head on. You know, we can't just keep running from this dark part of us. We have to like face it mm-hmm. and deal with it. So boom. <laughs> Nine. Done. Nine. Nine. I like it. So we'll leave you with some ASMR. Yeah, I was hoping you did that. (laughs) This has been the real study. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you all our real students tethered to us. We're not drinking alcohol. Forever. That's the funny part. Like yeah. this is how we end the Water show. Up. We don't really this have an ending. We just kind of trail off like a Mel Mel Brooks production. That's kind of how we end our show. Yeah. Um <laughs> and we're gonna raid. You'd never guess who we're gonna raid, but we raid him every week. Uh, is the Raven Armed? The Raven Armed. You know, maybe one of these days somebody else will uh, be on. You know what I'm gonna do one day? I'm just gonna cut on my stream, and then you're gonna raid me, and then I'll just go play my game. <laughs> we should do that. We could do that, um, and it would boost I will. you. So, uh, yeah. have a great week. We will see you guys next week. This has been the stay adjacent. Show. Stay adjacent. <laughs> stay adjacent, students. Stay adjacent. Not that we even know what that means. All right. And we're going to go in a few seconds. I guess, but we don't. But that's okay.
<laughs> Honestly, anything that we say on here and people like in the comments, it gets repeated. We should make merch out of it. So there should be a there should be a real study adjacent adjacent stickers, the adjacent squad. Yeah. Should there be stickers that are like with a thing that is off adjacent center? to yeah? So like the sticker, whatever thing, and then off the side it'll say adjacent. Adjacent. Yes. I think that's too meta though. I don't think some people would get that. Yeah. Like the shirt, like I mean, it should be like a real study on the shirt, and then like off to the side, like lower back is his adjacent. Adjacent. Like that yeah. would be cool. Or like underneath the like underneath here, like underneath this first shade, like adjacent or something. What about on the or flip you side? Still you turn the shirt on the inside, it would say adjacent. On the flip side, see you all on the flip Ooh. side. That would be I still want a shirt. We should that have says we should have shirts or, or no um block plus what was it? what was it? I can't even think of it now because we're sitting here under pressure. But no, it's basically the way I treat trolls. I want it to be like troll equals block plus delete. That's the shirt I want. Oh, we should get like shirts that. where like you flip it over like the ninja shirts, but it have our faces on them. Ooh. But like, Ooh. Yeah, but like a hoodie. Anyway, we're about to raid and it's not going to be up to us if we don't do it. Here we go. Have a great night, all. Bye. 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 Stay tethered. <laughs>